Hello everybody. The 25th of November is the day on which the United Nation wants us to think about and to do something about violence against women. I would like to take the context to think and talk to you, to, with you together, of course, about birth control and abortion. Ideally, a young woman, or maybe not so young a woman, a woman and a man fall in love with each other, by which, of course, we mean are sexually drawn to each other. And ideally, they begin a relationship, they find out that they like being together, that they enjoy each other's company, and then one day they decide to have children, and then they live happily ever after. That's the theory, of course. In practice, we, human beings, have a problem. And it's funny that I read the other day by some scientists saying that we human beings have a curse. And you know, when I was young and I learned English, as you know, German is my native language, I learned that the, the woman's period was then called the curse. I, I found that very strange in my native language. We don't call it that way. And I don't know either whether the, the word is still being used. Now, this scientist, though, used it differently. He said, we human beings are cursed because, contrary to many animals, we are almost constantly fertile. We can procreate almost constantly. And unfortunately, of course, we human beings again, are being drawn to the other sex more than we want to have children, much more often than we want to have children. Of course, if you're drawn towards your own sex, uh, you're lucky. But then, of course, you'll have other problems, but this particular problem you won't have. Now, ideally, again, before making love to each other, the man and the woman decide together whether they want to have a child or not, and together they decide about birth control. Even so, very often something goes wrong. We know from scientists, from archaeologists, that 5,000 years ago, the ancient Egyptians already practiced birth control and abortion. The United Nations estimates that today, each year, about 47,000 women die during or after an abortion. Two-thirds of these are mothers, by the way. Now, let's take that our young man and, and woman find the woman becomes pregnant, although that wasn't what they had planned. Now, what to do about it? And the two have to decide it, and only the two. Of course, they can take advice from parents, relatives, neighbors, friends, of course. But to decide 
It is only their decision for one simple reason. It is their lives that is going to change drastically if they decide to have the baby. And it's only their lives. I can think of nothing that changes a human being's life so much as to become mother, respectively father. That is why no one has to meddle there. Quite often, as we all know, when the couple finds out that the woman's pregnant, the man leaves the woman on her own. Now this, of course, can only happen because biologically it's the woman who is left with with a child. In this case, again, the decision to have or not to have the child is the woman's alone for the same reason. It is her life who's going to change so much. Nobody else's. That is why nobody has to meddle. Of course, there's also a third party involved in this, and that is the unborn child. Unfortunately, he can't, he or she can't say whatever his decision or her decision would have been. I saw a film recently set in India where a maybe 12-year-old boy took his parents into court arguing that they should not have had him in the first place because they were unable to offer him a decent life. In my voluntary work in prisons, very often I have met men whose problems in life, in their lives, the lives that brought them into prison in the end, the problems had started when they were very small. Many of them had been unwanted children. Neglected children have a lot to do with having been unwanted in the first place. And a very close friend of mine was an adopted child. He never ever forgave his mother for having given him away. And that remained a deep scar on his heart for the rest of his life. So yes, even though mother and father together have to decide, there may be reasons also for the sake of the unborn child not to have it. I leave you hoping to have made it clear that A, take your responsibility before you go to bed with somebody. But if you haven't, then decide with all the responsibility you have as an adult what to do about it. And I wish you the best of decisions. Bye for now.